Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into another episode of Durags and Boat Shoes, episode 73. Much love and respect to everybody who listened to episode 72. That uh, episode is doing numbers. It was my uh, International uh, Women's Day episode, and for the Women's History Month for the month of March, I had the homegirl so sassy ride shotgun with me, and I appreciate her coming through on such a short notice. And, uh, you know, just dropping some game on different topics and giving a woman's point of view. Um, So just much love and respect, like I said before, for her coming through on such a short notice. But unfortunately, you guys are going to be stuck with me riding dolo solo as I do 95% of the time. We do got some more interviews lined up uh, coming to you in the month of April. So just bear with me. And uh, I would like to apologize to you guys because I was going to do an episode while I was on vacation uh, down in Orlando, Florida. I was down there with family uh, doing Disney World, doing the whole shebang. Uh, my father-in-law and uh, my mother-in-law, they had, you know, they had they, it was on their bucket list uh, once their kids got married. Uh, you know, had their own little families to, uh, you know, bring them all down to Disney World and do a whole group vacation. So I was uh, honored to uh, be a part of that and hanging out with my nephews. Always have a blast hanging out with them and to experience Disney World with them. That was just a joyous thing because it gave me an excuse to do little kid stuff and not just to ride all the, you know, the teenage and adult rides and things like that. And they had some pretty cool kid rides, too. So just shout out to, you know, my in-laws. And uh, my wife's side of the family for being so, uh, you know, for just doing everything, just uh, just being there for me and, uh, you know, having my back and, um, you know, just uh, always embracing me, you know, and I do feel like family. So much love and respect to them. Um, so I apologize for uh, not doing the show last week. Like I said, I was on vacation um, down in Florida doing the whole Disney World thing. I got back uh, Thursday evening and i was gonna do the show friday but i forgot friday was march madness so i got wrapped up in that you know brackets everything watching games just being glued to the tv and uh saturday was pretty much the same thing so i'm here now we got a bunch of topics uh so let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam Scream. All right. So I guess first things first, it was breaking news this morning that uh, your man's Joey Meeks, he got uh, 27 months for uh, lying and not telling authorities about uh, Dylan Roof's plan to kill the nine church members in South Carolina. Now, Joey Meeks, this ain't the coon ass black friend that, you know, that had them blonde dreads and shit that was talking about he didn't think Dylan Roof was racist, even though his whole intent, uh, his whole intent was based on race 
based on uh, being disgusted, seeing interracial dating and all this other stuff if you read the manifesto. But he got his coon black ass on TV, Tomo, with his tight lip. Tomo, no, I don't think he's racist. You know, shit like that. So it wasn't him. I thought it was going to be that black ass coon, you know, um, getting locked up. But it wasn't. It was actually the chubby uh, white boy. They were all hanging out a week prior, uh, drinking, smoking weed, doing cocaine, playing video games. And Dylan spilled his guts talking about what he was uh, planning on doing. And this man got 27 months. So he got two years and uh, three months for not for basically, you know, not telling authorities, you know, what Dylan Roof was going to do. Um, you know, I feel like it should be more. I think the, the crime could have been 24 months up to 36 months or something like that for the crime of not in uh, South Carolina for not, you know, uh, if you knew something, somebody was about to carry out some kind of terrorist plot or something with ill intentions and not telling uh, the proper authorities. So Joey Meeks is probably going to join some Aryan fucking nation in prison and come out on some other shit. But Hey, hopefully he learns his lesson and hopefully he doesn't go that route. But anyway, fuck him and he can eat a dick. All right. So also, um, let's see what's going on here. Uh, Tashara Jones, if you don't know who that is, go back and listen to a, a episode of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. I did a few weeks back. Uh, I talked about Tashara Jones. She was running for mayor of St. Louis and she was running to be the first female mayor of uh, St. Louis. And, um, you know, she came in second in her primaries, which is surprising because uh, she wrote that letter um, to one of the papers down there and basically just telling the God's honest truth. And people thought that that would hurt her campaign, but it actually didn't. Uh, she surprisingly came in second in the Democratic primaries um, and she ran on a campaign of honesty. She really did, uh, you know, much, much love and respect to that sister because, you know, she stood her ground and uh, she could have easily went the political route. But, you know, she was for the people, you know, and the people came out to support her, uh, which more would have voted for her um, just because you do need that kind of transparency and that honesty, you know, in this uh, and especially in this climate today. I think that's why so many um working class folks voted for trump thinking that uh because they were tired of dealing with quote-unquote politicians you know politicking about their lives and just bullshitting and so now you see what's going on in the white house now you see donald trump is uh being investigated by the fbi but at the same time uh as far as his claims with uh trying to see if there's any russian ties and all this other shit and maybe that will lead to him uh his tax reports coming out or his tax documents being leaked or whatever but at the same time you have to look at the fbi and how they were quote unquote going to investigate they were investigating uh hillary clinton's emails during the election season but it's now like uh because there were claims before that there were russian ties you know during the election uh, leading up to the election and the FBI was just kind of twiddling their thumbs so it just makes you think you know is this whole thing is everybody in the same damn boat or same damn bed you know Russia Trump and the FBI because now they're investigating all these you know folks on Twitter like oh yeah yeah it's a fucking it, like no 
They should have did the same thing. It should have been equal treatment with Hillary Clinton when they were investigating her emails. And they should have been investigating Donald Trump's um, either his corporate ties to different countries that was going to fuck with the presidency. Uh, if he was if he became president during that time and his ties to Russia, they should have been doing that at the same time investigating. But I guess the team was too small because they too busy with the counterintelligence program corrupting the black society. But maybe I'm getting a little too deep for y'all. So, I, you know, I seen it um, with the whole uh, I, heard, I seen the inquiry when they were talking about the wiretapping and the FBI didn't have any evidence that Obama you know, was uh, wiretapping, and nobody believed that shit except for the Colt uh, 45 crew. That's it, and that's that's what you gotta call, you know, uh, Trump's gang from now on. I seen a perfect tweet, um, and somebody calling them uh, Colt 45, C U L T 45, just like Colt 45, just like a gun or the uh, the malt liquor. So you got them people freaking out. You know, people are. Uh, you know, that Colt 45 crew is just, you know, freaking out about the FBI investigations. And then there's reports coming out saying that Trump is in the White House shaking in his uh, in his boots. You know, he's trying to adjust his wig, trying to see what's going on because the FBI is investigating a sitting president, which is fucking wild. Right. I mean, last thing we had to worry about was last time we had uh, threats of impeachment was when Bill Clinton was getting his dick sucked in the Oval Office, you know, by a by a Monica Lewinsky. So now you got somebody who just lies over and over and over and over. And this is these lies, like I said before on Twitter, these lies are basically going to turn uh, our country's allies into enemies and it will harm the American people. That's basically what it is going to do. Um, so what's going to come of this? I don't know. Do I care? No, not really. I'm just, you know, only thing that we as black folks can really do is just focus on each other, group economics and get ready for these elections coming up. But we're going to but I got off on a tangent talking about Trump and I was talking about Tashara Jones. Um, but hopefully she in the next four years, she will come back on the platform and come with a come back and run for mayor with a stronger platform is what I meant to say. And speaking of, uh, you know, mayoral candidates here in the city of Omaha, we have the election coming up. I think uh, early voting started. We're going to have the uh, primaries coming up in that first week of April to get candidates on the ballot and then vote in May for uh, mayor. And so you got a. Uh, Four candidates right now. Sorry for the long side, but you got four candidates right now. Uh, you got uh, Ian McHale. This brother is uh, dedicated to. Uh, this is a black man. He's a, uh, you know, his platform just going off of his website and his Facebook page. This is what I've been doing all this morning. Is looking at these mayoral candidates, looking at their Twitters and their social media and things like that. But Ian McHale, this brother, he's focused on education, technology, and entrepreneurship. Uh, and basically, you see that Omaha is always in the top 10 for um, for startups um, and and slowly growing. It's not slowly, but surely growing pretty rapidly for uh, technology. But the problem that Omaha has is uh, too many millennials and young folks. Uh, they're leaving after college to uh, find a, a job. Uh, quote unquote, I think that's why this brother's focusing on uh, entrepreneurship uh, so people can actually create their own jobs and create businesses because 
like I said, once these kids graduate from college, you know, 22, 23, 24, whatever your age bracket, uh, once you graduate college, a lot of them are going to going down to Kansas City, going over west to Denver, or um, even heading over to a, a place like Des Moines, Iowa, which is a pretty progressive city. And then even going further east over going to Chicago, Cleveland, things like that, just to find decent jobs in uh you know big companies because right now you had uh conagra's leaving they're going to move their headquarters to uh, chicago and i already talked about that in a previous podcast so the it looks like the focus of all these mayoral uh candidates is to try to keep these educated young folks here in the city um you know either by entrepreneurship or trying to bring a big business here to employ them so like I said, with Ian McHale, it looks like he wanted to focus on education, technology, and entrepreneurship. And uh, with the entrepreneurship, which was uh, uh, kind of caught my eye, is just ba- uh, he wanted to basically have better access to money for uh, people who have startups and want to, you know, to expand their business. So uh, better access to grants. Uh, he want to have like pitch competitions, some short, sort of like. Uh, uh, I guess Shark Tank, I'm thinking. And then he uh, also had something called the Pay for Success Project. I just wish he would elaborate on that on his website so I could actually research that and see what that is about. Um, so that's Ian McHale for you. And you can see this brother, he's pretty much campaigning all through North O, um, you know, trying to get black folks uh, to back him and get on his side because that's where most of the black folks are down north. And when I say down north, I mean northeast Omaha. So you see that brother doing the footwork out there doing his thing. So shout out to that brother. And then um, you have this guy, Taylor Royal. I know you guys seen his billboards all over the city. Uh, This guy looks like a toddler with a red beard. Uh, This is the guy I talked about before. He wants to bring a football team to Omaha. I think he kind of killed that idea because it's really not up on his website. But uh, the main thing he wants to focus on is like entertainment focus. So uh, bringing back uh, entertainment is one of his focus and bringing back large companies for job growth uh, in the city. So like I said before, you had ConAgra leaving. Uh, I forgot with the other big business that left uh, Omaha a few years back. And uh, he's basically running on a campaign. I'm not going to say similar to Trump, but he's uh, pushing the whole uh, he's not a politician act because he's an accountant and he's certified in all these different uh, accounting fields. So uh, honestly, I feel like this this guy, this Taylor Royal guy would be more qualified you know to be under a mayoral candidate or be under the mayor as far as like budgeting and things like that because his platform really isn't that strong uh, like i said he and he's a very he looks like a very young guy he has to be like late 20s maybe early 30s and uh entertainment focus like i said he he was talking about how on his website how big acts um on the video the introduction video how big acts are going to like the power and lights district down in kc which is three hours away from us or even going to pinnacle bank arena which is in lincoln which is uh, 45 minutes to an hour west of us and uh you know they rebuilt they uh, built up that area around the pinnacle bank arena and uh i don't know why acts aren't coming to the century link but they do i don't know I don't know what where he was going with that, but it just shows a childlike mentality and also bringing back large companies, like I said before, for job growth. And he also had a great idea, though, that Omaha needs to be a growth focused city. 
you know and he gave examples about how 144th 156th 168th and 180th streets you know uh, need to be four lanes at a minimum and that's and that's very smart uh these are white areas by the way like i said uh omaha like for my listeners that are out of town i have a bunch of listeners in virginia so shout out to y'all and uh over there on the east coast um just shout out to all of y'all listening to this midwest fella but um these areas are white areas uh, 144th 156th 168th 180th uh white flight took place in omaha um around the late 60s early 70s once the uh packing plant you had um the packing plant area which is uh you know basically where they process meat slaughter cows and things like that you had brothers working there and sisters and you know they were starting to you know make money and generate you know a, a nice little wealth pot and they started buying homes in north omaha and then white folks were like oh fuck that shit and so they went south white folks went south first and then they just then black folks started coming south because that's where the packing plant was because black folks used to just stay on the north side then they're like oh fuck that we're gonna head west so that's how you start getting all these little bullshit ass suburbs out west and um so white folks just kept moving further and further further west so and then uh sometimes i deliver out in those areas and it is frustrating being out there but these white folks was moving out so fast that construction on the roads actually couldn't happen like that these white folks they like just imagine if you're in a large city one of the busiest uh metropolitan areas you know where you got like a grocery store a walmart uh, a row of uh shopping uh complexes like small businesses in a strip mall so those on three corners then on the fourth corner uh you got like a, a row of houses so it's very busy intersection these lights at like uh, like on 180s like these lights are still hanging up by strings they're not even up on poles like they're up on cords and strings hanging out like these white folks couldn't wait to get out here so fast it's fucking funny too but it's frustrating too especially if you're out there you know driving around rush hour or whatever and so these people are driving they, and they work downtown which is super east so they're they're working at you know 14th 15th 13th uh 12th 11th 10th streets you know at these big businesses like first national bank and all this other shit got these great paying jobs and then they're having to drive fucking you know 40 minutes home you know during rush hour so it might be take them about an hour just to get off on the 180th exit to spend another 20 25 minutes just to go you know six seven blocks to get to their street just because it's a fucking one lane road so you know i feel them on that taylor on that as far as speaking about uh how the city needs to be uh prepared for growth but it was just the construction went up so fast for the buildings and shit like that because if you look back in the days like 180th street like that wasn't nothing but fucking farmland and just planes that's all it was so that's why it was a single road but you know construction started going up building like the high v's the walmarts and all this other shit and all these new buildings and shit up there and you're just like yo what the flying fuck so that's his platform uh basically just trying to bring bigger acts here folks to spend more money and he's the one who said that he wants to work from north o you know north omaha the black area you know twice a week to try to bring investments in different companies down there and um he also wants to uh 
you know, create a pathway for young men and women, you know, to have meaningful careers and to start their own businesses. So I'm not mad at that. You know, uh, so many times people talk about jobs programs and shit like that. And you come out of a jobs program and you can't find a job. So if you can give somebody the tools, you know, that they can, you know, find the resources to build their own business. That is amazing. But like I said, the guy, I don't know, he just doesn't do it for me. He's running on the whole. I'm not a politician. Um, you know, shtick. You know, uh, I'm a man of the people, yada yada yada. But he just doesn't seem like that. He might be a man of the people for you know the college educated, you know, early thirty something white folks. But it doesn't seem like he's in touch with like the working class, the blue collar people, and you know black folks. But anyways. So then we move on to uh, our current mayor. She's going to run again, Mayor Mean Jean Stothard. And honestly, her website, it only talks about what she has done. That's the only thing that it talks about is uh, what she has done for the city. You know, she didn't have any plans upon her uh, website about, you know, moving forward, what she plans to do in these next four years. And uh, only thing she had up on her website, like I said, was accomplishments that she has achieved during her uh, residency as mayor and you know she she ran on a platform and i've said this many times before where she was talking about getting rid of the uh, subtle tax aka the dining and entertainment set, uh, tax which is they call the subtle tax because that's the mayor who introduced it jim subtle and uh that's why we got him up out the fucking paint but this is uh so basically if you come to omaha you will uh, be charged an extra 2% if you dine out anywhere. Um, this is and or get a drink anywhere. So it's called dining and entertainment tax. So if you go down to the arena, uh, get a hot dog and a beer, you're going to get charged as opposed to the 7% city's tax or state tax. You're going to have an additional 2%. So you're paying 9% and that 2% is going directly to the city. And uh, and that's anywhere. And that's even fast food, which is some bullshit. Like, even if you go to McDonald's, you're getting charged an extra 2% on a fucking double cheeseburger or some shit. So she ran on that, that campaign. And the city was actually, uh, there was a, I don't know, if, I think the city was sued. On, uh, or under her, they were sued for uh, that dining and entertainment tax because people are pissed about it. And then she also extended the uh, parking meter hours downtown so now it used to be monday through friday uh you had to pay for parking from 9 a.m to 5 p.m now it's from monday through saturday from 9 a.m to 9 p.m and i and i think sundays are free i believe so but then she's then it opened up uh so we're getting so people are paying all this money for uh for parking and she's trying to say that it'll open up more spots in the old market area and i'm like no it, it really doesn't because people just you know they just risk getting a ticket they're like fuck it i'm gonna just park here and you know even though it's two hour parking limit i'm gonna still be down here for three to four hours so eat a dick and i'll just take this little 15 dollar ticket and i'll pay it when i feel like it so then it starts up a whole task force of these meter maids out here so you got a whole new group of meter maids they got new uniforms uh newer trucks um and so you're paying for that too so it's, it's just frustrating 
you know, it's very frustrating dealing with this mayor. Uh, she's done a poor job with uh, the snow removal. I used to think Omaha uh, was decent at snow removal. They just they just didn't fuck with like the black neighborhoods until like it was like too damn late you know like the sun be coming out melting the damn snow and then you see a fucking truck come down your block but now with this mayor like it's she just like fuck everybody and fuck everything so you got people out in west omaha complaining uh the mexicans down south in south omaha complaining black folks over north been complaining then you got the the hillbillies in uh east omaha and the hipsters in east omaha complaining and shit so it's just like you can't win and uh the reason that i say like you can't win is because they're the, the times you just see like in the mornings like sometimes i'll be heading to work and you wouldn't even see a damn uh a plow truck or anything so here i am driving you know four by four got the truck in four hard just to get up the hill to you know escape and um and then you get to the main roads and the main roads look like shit you know what i'm saying because sometimes it would be to the point where you know like oh okay maybe my block street isn't done let me get to a main road and it should be clear fuck no you know what i'm saying so then you have the issue with the uh, potholes you saw in uh, i think it was either business insider or the wall street journal ran a, a story not too long ago about how the city of omaha isn't like repairing some of these streets they're basically just turning them into like fucking dirt roads so like some of these uh neighborhood streets are you know just being laid with like gravel and shit like they're putting gravel down as opposed to paving the whole road because a lot of these roads are are old as fuck and need to be fixed but the mayor's solution was like oh just plow some gravel down and they should be the fuck okay and so like different neighborhood associations are pissed about it and uh you know rightfully so so i know I, I you can mark my words on this people aren't happy with mean gene stother uh they about to get her the fuck up out the paint that's that's what's going to happen so i don't know what she i think she knows it but um she's still like she's still holding on to hope i don't know why but this woman has she has been just very a very poor a very poor mayor a lot of folks are not happy with her and i know folks are going to get her the fuck up out the paint and so uh she also had a video on her website where she was speaking with uh young millennials trying to get them to uh trying to get ideas from them to see what will cause them to stay in the city and uh you know the video on her website it pretty much just showed her talking and she was just reading statistics from different magazines like there wasn't it was called a round table discussion but the video was edited so all it was was just her talking and i'm just like um that makes sense because that's pretty much all mean gene does and uh shout out to my fellow trashmen when we used to do trash i didn't have her neighborhood but folks knew where her house was on monday so she lived in southwest Omaha, so or, or south Omaha, and so uh, people wouldn't pick up her trash and she would be so pissed like people would like deliberately skip over her house and i wonder if they still do that on mondays like tuesday morning we will hear about it and we just be cracking up and then uh the uh, one of the supervisors be like, it's not funny and i'm like yes the fuck it is like he would be saying that with a smirk on his face you know but uh it would happen at least at least twice a month that people whoever whoever had that route they wouldn't pick up her trash or they wouldn't pick up her recycling so shout out to y'all keep doing that and uh let's see here the last uh mayoral candidate 
Uh, I guess this guy has a strong run in. A lot of folks uh, are backing this guy. A guy named Heath Mello. Somebody said his name sounds like a candy bar. Quite a few people said his name sounds like a candy bar. So um, basically, so he has some some different plans. And uh, the main thing that he is preaching is transparency. Uh, so basically, he wants to create an infrastructure bank. And I don't know how he's going to create this infrastructure bank because this just sounds like more tax dollars, you know, being funneled out of uh, Omaha's pockets. But to uh, basically uh, repair the streets, parks, he, uh, he wants to uh, turn Epley into an international airport. And, uh, you know, one thing that he wants to do is have uh, larger recycle containers. I always said that even when I used to do trash a couple years back, a few years back, um they need to have larger containers like the container is like the size of like two shoe boxes and uh old white folks would complain to me all the time like can i get another container i'm like well you can just call and say you lost yours and they will send you another one and that's what a lot of folks do who really cared about the environment they would have like a couple of recycled containers and so you know that that will solve that problem if they just gave him either one big ass trash can you know like a like a uh, different colored one like a green one a light green one or some shit like that to help recycle and things like that because a lot of old folks care about recycling and uh i remember uh one time we had to we would get calls on fridays because fridays would be so light that you would go out to you calls from people during the week like hey somebody didn't get my trash okay somebody come get it friday and there was a uh, there was a uh, one time that uh that the truck went the truck that i was on we was picking up uh recycled stuff and then uh there was a trash can there and the guy was like you guys missed my trash and was like well we can't pick pick that up because we're just picking up recycled he's like no just throw that shit in there uh old dude and he was trying to and he was trying to throw it in there and we had to close the hopper on him which is the back part and uh it was like no and he was like literally like chasing us down the street with his trash and we're like another truck will be here like this is recycled buddy so wasn't that funny but it was funny to see an old man drag like a 32 gallon trash can down the street after you and you're just like you ain't gonna catch us bro but you trying you got heart but then I got trash stories for days. I got I should just do a show about different trash stories. There's some scandalous women out here, boy, just scheming. But anyway, let's get back to uh, Heath Heath Mellow. Uh, let's see here. So, like I said, he's all about transparency, um, and that's basically he wants to uh, reinvent City Hall. So he wants to create a few different websites uh, that basically shows how the budget is being balanced and spent which is very that's very smart uh he also wants to uh have a website where basically it shows what city hall is planning what they're doing have more people participate in a city hall meeting because omaha just be super low with these city hall meetings and i mean low like sneaky like just being on the low because like you look up and you're like wait when did they pass the city ordinance you know what i'm saying a lot of people have that and there's people who like in the community you know way tougher than me be like yo what the fuck like how are you gonna have a fucking city hall meeting at uh fucking 1 30 in the afternoon on a monday when everybody's still at work you know just just weird shit like that you know or not even letting the public know when they have a city mall city hall meeting and what's ironic about uh heath mellow uh saying that he wants more transparency with city hall and reinventing it mayor mean gene agrees
she she said an official statement that she agrees with reinventing city hall and having more transparency i'm like well, why didn't you think of that but uh you know mayor mean jean gets so wrapped up in herself so many times that it's just like you know what the fuck ever so uh and then he also wants uh omaha to be a next door city excuse me and if you know what next door is that's an app that uh people use white folks use to uh alarm other white folks if black folks are in the neighborhood that's pretty much all it is they, they try to disguise it as uh as an app that uh basically keeps your neighborhood safe and gets you to know your neighbors and shit like that this is nothing but an app that uh, that tells Marsha to send a message to margaret that those negroes are outside looking shifty eyed that's all it is but you know what i say with those type of apps you just gotta you know log on yourself and then you know uh if you see a, a white person outside just say like hey i suspect a, a meth user is out here you guys better lock your cars up you know and take a picture of them and share it on the app i'm just fucking with y'all don't do that unless you're gonna do it but, <laughs> but yeah so heath mellow it looks like he has a strong backing i know he was just on uh, 95.7 the boss um that's a great radio station here uh black owned radio station he was here talking that talk uh, la a couple days ago and uh you know he's a very strong candidate uh he was in the nebraska legislature and uh he's known for bringing republicans and democrats together uh the thing the main thing that i like about this guy is the transparency thing and the the always letting the people know what they're doing with taxpayers dollars that's the main thing you know because right now i'm just wondering where this extra two percent you know for this dining and entertainment tax going and we can't even get these goddamn you know trucks out on the street to shovel a damn sidewalk let alone a street you know what i'm saying and uh so we'll see what happens with this uh like i said the uh, primaries are coming up uh, but I, I encourage all of my listeners to uh, in Omaha to do their own um, to do their own research on these uh, candidates. And uh, you know what? It's like I always say, you know, if they ain't going to do nothing specifically for your people or your group, they don't deserve your vote. And, uh, you know, I emailed every single one of them to see if they were going to come on the show and, you know, talk that talk. And maybe their handlers listened to uh, one of my shows and was like, fuck, no. We will not have you on that show with that loud mouth, abrasive Negro. So, I mean, that it is what it is with that. Um, let's see what else we can put up on that good old Summer Jam stream. Uh, what is going on in the Carolinas? Uh, uh, it happened last week uh, with that Mies High beauty supply store where that owner was kicking and choking that woman because she supposedly stole some eyelashes. And then he went and filed a police report i mean i, I believe y'all saw the video just what the fuck is going on here in the carolinas like why what, what why is these black folks so castrated in the carolinas that's what i'm just trying to figure out north and south like why are y'all so spooked and just putting up with bullshit and uh you know i seen the naacp if y'all don't know what i'm talking about so a beauty supply owner asian guy uh he basically was kicking and beating the shit out this black woman because supposedly she stole some eyelashes but he never did find them so then the next day the naacp goes down there talking about that he needs to apologize and all this other shit 
and they demanded an apology and uh they didn't take any action to shut that shit down they should have shut that motherfucker down uh it's just he didn't because he didn't ask for an apology you know from the sister who supposedly stole some some eyelashes he didn't say to her could you please give it back uh please you know just say you start sorry for stealing no he just went and laid hands on this woman so the NAACP take their fucking bougie asses in there and they're demanding an apology like you need to take legal action against this mofo to uh you know shut it down and get this woman paid you know or bring up some criminal charges against him i know he filed a strong arm robbery charge against her get the fuck out of here and you didn't find shit and then the people just standing around filming you know the sister filming she should have you know grabbed some of that yakky weave and wrapped it around his throat and pulled her up off of her well first she should have you know sweet chin music kicked the uh, the asian lady in the in the face so she wouldn't have anything to do with it you know come behind you and try to you know poke you in your back you know with some tweezers or some shit so you knock her out take that yakky and wrap it around his throat and like hey get up off of her you know you don't just stand around filming shit when somebody's being harmed that's just something you don't do and I, I hate that we live in a culture where you see somebody getting their ass whooped and the first thing you do is you pulling out your phone that's just that says a lot about you you know is it something that you can hide behind or are you trying to get famous like what the fuck are you doing you know i'm recording for evidence no you save that life that's what you do and i don't care who it is that's that's just what the fuck you do and then I just feel like the people in the Carolinas really should burn that motherfucker down. Just burn it down. That's all you got to do. Just burn the shit down. Burn it down. Because he didn't have no problem laying hands on somebody for some $1.50 eyelashes that he thought somebody stole. It might be even cheaper than that. It might be 75 cents for a pack of eyelashes. A, pa a pack of eyelashes, my nigga. Eyelashes. You getting your ass whooped and choked out for eyelashes. You know, and this is the type of disrespect, you know, that black folks have to face, especially black women. And then and then you have people that are boycotting the stores. And, you know, I, I see that and I see people in Chicago boycotting it and shit like that. But they also have to hold each other accountable too. you. And when you out here boycotting and you see that group of hood rats pull up trying to go in there. No, nah, them, them niggas didn't choke me. That happened in North Carolina. That didn't happen to me. Shit, I'm trying to get turned up. No, you stop them niggas, you educate them, and you send them on their merry ass way. You know what I'm saying? You need to stop the flow of income into that business if you don't want to burn it down. But, um, very disturbing. Very, very disturbing. I tried to look and see if there was any kind of update or anything going on. Wasn't shit going on uh, online and uh, looked at the Twitterverse because, you know, Twitter is just breaking news right off rip. But nothing nothing yet and this motherfucker when the NAACP went down there talking about that they demanded an apology uh the old hoe uh uh suck young dick she was up there talking about that uh it takes time for an apology but it didn't take him any time to lay hands on this sister you see what i'm saying so right then and there she needed to have the shit smacked out of her by the woman that was with the NAACP and the man should have just uppercut him right there like okay well this is what's gonna happen then you know it, it has to get to the point where there's an eye for an eye you know black folks have to get off this moral high road shit you know uh what, what did malcolm say uh he said uh 
he was talking about like uh, you'll have a white person wrapping a fucking noose around your neck and you uh, begging the Lord telling them forgive them for they know not what they do and then he's just like they know exactly what they doing why are you trying to pray for their forgiveness they know exactly what they doing they killing you so I know folks say an eye for an eye we both lose our sight well we just gonna be some blind motherfuckers for right now but I'm gonna take this risk and I'm gonna dodge my eyes first you know what I'm saying uh, you know, I'm gonna try to protect my eyes. So if I go blind, that's fine. As long as, you know, none of my little ones are getting harmed or those younger than me or those who can't protect themselves. I, I'll sacrifice myself. You know, that's that's the mentality that you have to have. You know, that whole they go low, we go high. Nah, fuck that shit. They go low, I'm going lower, you know. But I don't know, that just that that troubled me seeing that video. Fucked up my whole day when I saw that shit last week. But um Yeah, so we'll see how that that fucking plays out. Anyways, anyways, uh going back to uh local news. Uh what the fuck is going on with fucking OPS, Omaha Public Schools? So so we had this uh we had three candidates for superintendent of the Omaha Public Schools and um uh, a week ago uh the 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 woman dropped out and then a few days ago the last two remaining remaining candidates released a joint statement uh bowing out so y'all tell me what the fuck is going on with this ops school board because uh reading the articles uh one of the men who dropped out you know with the joint uh letter or the joint statement dropping out he said that um the spokesperson for the board said that you know neither one of them had full support of the board and they're like oh shit well i can't do my job if i don't have the full support of the school board and that ma that makes total sense because a, a a ceo always needs the support you know of the executive board the, always you know they might disagree on some things but the board feels that you're an adequate and a uh, trustful leader then that just gives you confidence and to make uh, decisions to move the company or move the business forward or the organization forward. And so they're like, well, fuck y'all eat a dick. We'll make your job easier for you. Find somebody the fuck else. And um, and people went to there was a little uh, meeting or uh, where they could voice their concerns with the board. And uh, people are heated. People are fed up with this this board and uh coming up once it's time to replace those seats none of them motherfuckers should be on that ops board none of them none of them because for years you've been hearing about them being catty and just bullshitting and being petty with each other and they never had the kids the children's interests at heart never did and this is why the current superintendent he's only been here for two years he, he like fuck this i cannot deal with this shit so there's something going on with that board and everyone on that board needs to be re-fucking-placed. That's it. That's it. And I encourage parents to uh, look and see who's on this OPS school board and take note of it and vote for somebody who's exactly the opposite of this motherfucker on the ballot. You know? So uh, what else uh, we can put up on that uh, good old Summer Jam screen? Uh, Vince Carter last week uh, said that he could beat MJ in a dunk contest. You know what? I believe him. I believe Vince Carter could beat MJ in a dunk contest. But you know, without MJ, there's no Vince Carter. And without uh, MJ, you know, with, well, without Dr. J, there's no MJ. You see what I'm saying? So it's just, would you be here without Mike? 
You know what I'm saying? Because Mike influenced a lot of great dunkers or Dominique Wilkins, you know? Um, so you kind of have to look at that whole thing. Like, if it was a situation where they both came up at the same time and Vince had the same creativity, absolutely. But if you're comparing, you know, as far as, you know, his dunk contest compared to uh, Mike's dunk contest, yeah, yeah, you would win. But if you were back in that era and you didn't have the knowledge or the influences that led you up to that day, if y'all both were just put there with a blank memory, would you win? I don't know. I don't know. It would be close. It would be very, very fucking close. But I feel like I've been talking for about 45 minutes on the goddamn Summer Jam screen, and I am sorry, and I apologize for that. But, uh, Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you, Tyrone Biggums. So moving on to selling hope like dope. Uh, I said this many a times before, but America is selling hope like dope. Uh, they always telling uh, black folks to get over uh, slavery. They're like, okay, over slavery. Uh, what about Jim Crow? Well, get over that because we kind of reversed that. And you're like, well, what about redlining in the uh, the uh, housing practices and the home loans and business loans? Well, get over that too. So uh, we all know that America sells hope like dope. If you're you know if you're not a, a white male, a straight white male in America. Uh, to you but more, most importantly they do it to black folks to shut us up the uh and what makes me think of that is uh to say that selling hope like dope is uh what's going on right now with uh poland so the la times uh they wrote a story and the chicago tribune actually wrote a story um about uh, Poland. They confirmed that a 98-year-old Minnesota man was actually a Nazi commander, and they have issued an arrest warrant for him. Uh, this man is hiding out in uh, in uh, in Minnesota, like I said before. And uh, the prosecutor uh, basically said that you know they have substantial proof, and people who were under him, under this uh, commander's uh, rule or uh, under his command. Um, you know, they know they identified him, you know, as the guy who's, you know, out here in these streets, you know, wandering the streets of Minnesota, you know, trying to be something he's not. And, uh, you know, the the guy's son, the Nazi commander's son came out talking about that, uh, you know, that's not who he is, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, what's funny about this, uh, none of these, none of the Polish people are coming out saying that they forgive this guy or anything like that. They're like you know what uh you know i hear what you're saying about your father but your father will have his day in court and he can tell his story on the stand um so i just want um black folks to really read through this story and just see how you know jewish folks and uh you know like-minded folks get together and you know make shit happen uh the uh the National Remembrance Institute or the Institute of National Remembrance in Poland is uh, the group who, who's actually leading the investigation. And, uh, you know, I, I'm doing my little bit of research and trying to see if there's anything similar, you know, that black folks have, like with the Urban League or the NAACP. But, you know, both of those groups are for uh, minorities. And, you know, a minority is anyone who's not a straight white male. So, uh, 
you know we really do need to have in a group i know the harvest institute that uh dr uh, claude anderson is the head of uh they rely solely on donations from black folks uh so if you can go to the harvest Inst- harvest institute and uh donate to that website that would be greatly appreciated and uh right now he's fighting for reparations and you know he's in court tangled up got i think he tangled up about 200 a quarter of a million dollars in his fight for reparations for black folks and uh you know i was speaking with uh the brother uh t aka ricky rawls on twitter about this and he says something very profound and he said something along the lines of you know it just makes you wonder and think that uh you know a lot of these black organizations who they take their donations from uh you know because uh, you know or lack of donations from the people and then they're getting their money from white institutions and white donors and i said you know in reply you know that it's just nothing but hush money you know maybe it is to you know hey nigga you want to keep this job well you just stay in line and i'll keep cutting these checks um so i, I feel like black folks we really need to do a better job of supporting our own uh for our causes so it's just something to think about, you know, uh, every time, you know, some uh, black folks uh, bring up reparations, you know, you get these white folks coming out the woodwork. We just had St. Patty's Day and I retweeted a couple of uh, I shared a couple of articles on Twitter about uh, how Irish uh, Irish men and women weren't slaves. They're actually indentured servants. They were in indentured servitude. It sucked, but it wasn't as bad as chattel slavery. And uh, there was actually a and there's you know conservatives love love. Not even, I'm not even gonna call them conservatives. Just blatant, flat out white supremacists, white extremists, white racists. They love sharing memes, just made up memes. And these memes I have, uh, they have like an old school picture. And these pictures will be of like fucking Italians or be pictures of uh, Jews. And they're talking about, oh, the Irish didn't complain about being slaves. They just rolled up their sleeves and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, there was actually a coalition of Irish men and women or Irish council that actually released a statement was it a couple years ago maybe 2014 2015 saying that they were indentured servants and they weren't slaves you know just because all all these white extremists racist and uh white supremacists want to do is just whitewash slavery uh make make it seem like it's not that bad like chattel slavery wasn't that bad and it was it was horrible it was disgusting and uh so i i I retweeted those articles they a couple of great articles but they the irish folks actually released an official statement saying that it was indentured servitude and not slavery so you're like what's the difference well the difference is you're still seen as a human being obviously you're not seen as cattle um and it had basically you had a term so you would do what five to seven years after that boom you're freeing on your way or you get you know you get some land afterwards you get some guns some potatoes something you would get something out of it at the end of the day um chattel slavery you was just free and you better you know hope that something happens and this was after uh centuries you know decades of 
quote unquote uh, servitude and then your kids would be into it with, with chattel slavery your kids were born into it and then once they made uh, slavery illegal the import uh, illegal they made it illegal to import Africans from Africa to perform slavery they basically had breeding farms in the Caribbeans and that's what a lot that's what uh that's why Jamaicans don't really fuck with gay folks like that too bad too much and they have this stigma about gay folks is because that was once a place where that were uh, breeding farms took place in the Caribbeans and in Jamaica is where they uh did uh buck breaking where basically they would take the men and rape them in front of a whole group of other folks you know just to show the submissiveness and all this other shit and if they weren't with the shits they would get killed on that island you know and a lot of times these these brothers had to sleep with their own sister their own mama just to breed you know more slaves you know what i'm saying so it's just very fucked up but uh you know when so many and i'll retweet these articles again on twitter uh for my listeners but you know anytime you get into some debate or you see some 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 of y'all are friends with these people and they post these ridiculous ass memes that's talking about irish were slaves and all this other shit i remember when president obama was speaking of he said something about slavery the ugly history of it and white folks jumped in that that brother's mentions talking about what about the irish slaves what about the irish slaves and all this other shit just just going off or for shit that they don't even know anything about and it just amazes me how uninformed a lot of these people are but they have these fucking rock hard concrete arguments you know what i'm saying and just be pulling uh articles from like fucking white extremist sites and they just you know even pulling from fucking uh satirical websites to try to support their claims and you can see how somebody like donald trump is in office um but anyways going back to uh what i was saying originally is uh you know black folks we really need to start supporting our own organizations and uh you know holding them accountable and see how do we get these checks cut for reparations for redlining for in unfair housing practices and housing discrimination uh discrimination with business and home loans and jim crow segregation because there needs to be a big ass check cut for the blacks here in america who were born here there needs to be a big ass check cut and um do we go to the supreme court or do we go to the world courts well you go to both and that's why we just really need to get behind crowdfunding and things of that sorts and just making you know straight up donations so so many of these organizations don't be holding these fucking golf tournaments you know where the only black folks there are the organizers and the people from the organization but all the donors you know look like fucking uh jared and uh jeffrey and shit like that you know what i'm saying don't don't look like the the donors don't look like the organizers or the or the members of the organization you know and they up here skinning and grinning you know uh, and, uh you know doing a uh a, a fucking pony show you know to get a couple thousand dollars about this white man so just something to think about just uh getting on that same page and america is selling hope like dope and shout out to poland and uh you know all the jewish brothers and sisters for being like you know what you 98 but we gonna roll your ass on up onto this stand and you're gonna testify and tell your story you know and after your story fuck your story because we got this evidence here and we got this whole link of evidence that links you from nazi germany 
all the way to your escape to uh you know parts of england and uh the united states and your ass is about to be in prison for the rest of your life you know and a lot of times these uh the the kids of these uh nazi commanders and these nazi collab collaborators they don't be knowing shit about that like you can just google uh family surprised by uh a member elder that's a nazi you know they and then it's like some kind of hidden uh fucking uh, uh storage unit full of nazi old uniforms and shit like that or they didn't burned it or some shit but they kept like a single photo or some shit like that so uh you know black folks we got to get on the same page and get this check cut and it's time for America to right their wrongs and stop selling that hope like dope. You know, these symbolic victories, that shit ain't gonna work no more. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so holding the L this week is Charlemagne's Maybe Baby Mama, uh, Tammy uh, Lauren, Tony Lauren. Uh, uh, Togepi Lenny, uh, whatever her name is, she was suspended from for a week from her show on The Blaze due to some comments she made on uh, The View Friday. And you're thinking, oh, they finally toned down uh, 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 Tony the Tiger here, huh? For uh, talking reckless about black folks, about nope, about gays, nope, about uh, transgender kids, nope about the vets nope about black lives matter being a kkk nope they suspended her for being pro-choice so she said she uh you know she likes small government you know keep your hands off my guns and my body and uh the blaze was like bitch you're done for now so rumor is that she will not renew her contract is coming up in september and uh and then other folks are saying that the blaze will not renew her contract and the thing is you know folks it's it's funny to you know get them jokes off online and things like that but it's you know it's more symbolism um right wingers modern day conservatives aka white supremacists are uh, you know butt hurt by her being pro-choice because you know nothing says uh nothing is sexier than a submissive woman that'll let you do whatever to her body and make the call for her because it's not hers it's yours you sick fucks but um so you know i guess uh, she killed the fantasy to all these uh old middle-aged men who watch her with their dick in their hands and uh you know full of lotion and semen so uh they had to suspend her for a week and uh we will see what happens moving forward but uh, tony tammy uh tanya uh, whatever the fuck your name is you have to hold this l you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes uh, I believe I've had this brother as a hero uh, before on the show. Um, and it'll be Dave Chappelle again. As you know, we record on Tuesday, uh, the 21st of March. Uh, he has two specials uh, that have dropped on Netflix. And the reviews are in. And people are saying it's amazing. I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it this evening uh, with the wife once she gets home. And once I have dinner done, um, that'll probably be what we'll do tonight 
or maybe Iron Fist. Maybe watch one special and do Iron Fist. Iron Fist is, I don't know. I watched the first two episodes of Iron Fist. I don't know much about uh, the cat. Um, I just played with him in uh, the video game, the Ultimate Champions or uh, whatever that's on the phone. And uh, he's one of my highest ranking champions. But uh, it's, I don't know, man. I'm tired of this brother, you know, just being out here. I'm Danny Rand. I'm Danny Rand. No, I'm Danny Rand. I'm like, if the whole season gonna be like this, well, fuck. You know, because these first two episodes, I'm not hooked in. My wife's not drawn into it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess I'll try to stick with it. Uh, but I'm gonna definitely watch it. We'll, we will watch at least one of the specials tonight. The only thing that sucks uh, about these two Chappelle uh, uh, stand-up specials is that it's pre-Trump. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. But you know, the reviews are good. Uh, you know, Black Twitter is uh, you know giving this brother his flowers, so I trust it. You know, I don't trust too many of the of the liberal websites, uh, so-called progressive websites. You know when white folks you know like something too much it's 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 it is it's either corny or uh it's uh, making fun of black folks you know what i'm saying when there's a black face attached to it but i know Chappelle ain't like that uh so you know much love and respect to that brother all right so we are cracking the hour mark and i'm sorry y'all can listen you know on your commute to work 20 minutes uh, listen on your lunch break for a half hour or even an hour finish it up there or listen to me on the ride home listen to me on your lunch break and on your ride home that'll be the best way to do it um so moving on to uh health over wealth you know what i always say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth and uh this this is for my brother uh terrence bud crawford uh, I need you to listen to this uh, this portion of do rags and boat shoes if you don't do anything else okay so we are going to talk about the cost of being the boss now when uh, so sassy and myself were recording the uh, podcast a couple weeks ago for International Women's Day and for Women's History Month uh, notifications was blowing up on my phone and uh you know from uh, facebook twitter different things like not twitter but facebook uh there was an incident with uh our champion boxing champion terrence bud crawford his baby mama got into it with a hood rat here in uh down north uh down there on north 30th at fucking fashion trends or is that what it's called fashion trends it's the old grumpy's down there on 30th grumpy's was a bomb ass restaurant if y'all don't remember grumpy's it was there in that strip mall where the blockbuster used to be at where i used to work at on a uh, 30th and weber uh 7450 uh, 7400 north 30th street block area so super far north in florence in the old town of florence but uh so outside of fashion trends or city trends whatever the fuck it's called trends is in the words i know that much okay <laughs> all right so um so this hood rat is throwing all these slurs at bud's baby mama his lady and uh you know i'm gonna stop saying baby mama say his lady and uh you know and then they get the banging and fighting and shit and this stud uh she films it on facebook live and she's adding her commentary to it and what's fucked up in the game is she shouldn't uh bud's lady i, I don't know the woman's name she shouldn't be out here so excuse me for referring to her as bud's lady but she shouldn't be out in these streets like that fighting she shouldn't be brought down 
to this hood rat ass level you know and then what makes it worse is bud shows up and he's you know letting them scrap it out trying to get people away from so no nobody jump the hood rat or jump his baby mama or his lady and then at the end of the video i don't know if y'all caught this um some niggas pull up and bud is like what's up you know throwing his hands up well, if you got something in there do something in it right then and there we could have lost the champion because them niggas might have had a pistol in there or they were acting like they had a gun in there and then he's got his hands up like if you gonna do something you know do something and you know you have to be far removed from dusty niggas i knew you i know i know you are the city's prodigal son especially north o's prodigal son you know we love you for that but you gotta chill you guys have to be far removed from these dusty ass you know crab in the barrel ass niggas here you know it was the epitome of a nigga moment and if you don't know what a nigga moment is it's a moment where somebody ignorant as fuck brings you down to their level and you're ready to fight that person right then and there on the spot and you throw caution to the wind and you do it you know and uh it, it's a situation where this man has made money hand over fist he's brought in money millions of dollars to the city whenever he has his fights here at the CenturyLink arena uh you know and uh this he he's a he's a huge revenue stream for the city of omaha and he's uh he's a uh he, he's something that these little black boys and girls can look up to the, the children of north o can look up to any children of color anyone can look up to him but this is the second time he's been in a dumbass situation like this the first time was uh him going to get his car from the detail shop and him just grabbing it in himself and i talked about that on a, a on hold this l and now he got the situation where his baby mama's out here fighting in the street you know what i'm saying and then him showing up to the to case out the the scene the scenario and then these other dusty niggas pulling up on him and shit like that and you know in a situation like this you know you you need a com i don't know if you need a common sense guru slash advisor someone who's going to to give you the game on how to maneuver once you have a lot of money and once you make it up out the slums and out of you know uh out the hood or whatever you want to call it but you need somebody on your team that's going to you know hey chill you know what i'm saying and you also need a good public relations team i feel like you don't have that because i feel like the local media they blew it up out of proportion you know uh trying to say that he was in the fight and he was actually just down there just making sure you know nobody was whooping his baby his, his lady's ass you know jumping her and shit like that but at like i said at the end of the video it was just them dusty niggas pulling up fronting like they had a weapon and then him throwing his hands up like if you're gonna do something do something then you know something like that just where that 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 pride comes out in a man but in just the 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 the, the squeeze of a trigger or something this man could have been gone just like that and he doesn't and his lady his family does do not need to be in these situations at all you don't need to be in these situations at all i know you want to be part of the community out here still in the hood 
still out here doing this that and the third but hey you know everybody don't have your best interest at heart champ i'm gonna keep it 300 with you you know what i'm saying because a lot of times these these dusty niggas don't have shit going on poverty is very dangerous and being in a poverty stricken area or where uh dusty niggas hang out with that's very dangerous you know if if a nigga ain't got shit going on in his life you know anything will suffice it don't matter if it's you know the nigga out ain't got shit going on you know the nigga sitting up you know bumming wi-fi off of you know uh his next door neighbor arguing on facebook over something dumb because he ain't he ain't being he or she ain't being constructive with their lives and you know they might be getting some little uh some little adc check some uh some kind of government assistance some ebt something and these dusty niggas be out here in the world thinking that the world owed them something and they just waiting on a you know a cashier you know somebody in the parking lot to look at them the wrong way or something like that so they can start some shit but they ain't really mad at you they just mad at themselves because they ain't really doing shit but like i said anything will suffice anything will stimulate them so them niggas you know and you get a group of dusty niggas together you know some some reckless dumb shit is going to happen so you don't ever want to let because a dusty nigga is dangerous especially when you have something to lose and you have a lot to lose you have a great family you have a wonderful career you know and uh those are things that you know that's that's all a man needs in his life you know a meaningful career and a wonderful loving family that's 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 all a man yearns for you know but in these instances a dusty nigga will just bring you the fuck down a nigga hate hates seeing another brother or sister come up out the game and come up out the slums and be on top of the game i should say they hate seeing that and will do anything in their in their anything that they can to bring you down is you know that's why you have trolls on the internet that's why you have those people just reaching for a reaction you should look at some of the people like the verified folks who got like hundreds of thousands of followers millions of followers on twitter you look at their mentions and it's just somebody just constantly just hating on them just hating on them you know just because they can't do what you do and um you know it's, it's times like this you know if the beef was that bad you know between your your lady and that hood rat down there you know you need to have some fall people on deck you know what i'm saying you you look at darrell revis darrell revis got in this fight whoop some ass and all this other shit his homeboy came out like no nah, that wasn't darrell fighting that was me i'm gonna take them charges you know what i'm saying so you gotta have people like that on your team to take these charges to take those l's for you and you keep them on the roster you know what i'm saying you you need some fall guys and fall girls who can do your dirt for you you can handle i ain't even gonna say do your dirt it's just handling your lightweight you know your money long enough to get some uh fall folks some fall guys and girls on your squad and hey handle my lightweight you know your lady should have had a fall girl she should have had somebody on her squad like hey you know she talking reckless handle my lightweight i need to go do this shopping you know boom one text message boom or an email hey that's it you know what i'm saying or if you see them out in the street you call somebody for your lightweight you know you take down this hood rat or this uh dusty niggas license plate like hey, here's the plates boom hey i just need you to take care of this that's all 
that's it on a burner phone don't do it from your regular phone do it on them when them cheap ass prepaid boost mobile or one of them track phones just hey boom take out the battery throw you know throw it in the river throw it in the trash whatever whatever so you need people like that you also need somebody you know who don't know jesus you 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 absolutely need somebody on your team who doesn't know jesus if things get thick you always need that person you you know you keep that person at arm length because they crazy as cat shit you don't have them close to your chest but you keep them at arm's length keep them on the payroll you know and this is for when it gets extreme you know what i'm saying once you start getting those death threats and all this other bullshit you need somebody on your squad who don't know jesus and they know how to handle an automatic a semi-automatic a rifle a shotgun a knife a bat you know some chopsticks even you there's a lot of people out here in the city like that i ain't gonna say too much but you you keep them people on the payroll too but that payroll it doesn't don't don't have an electronic paper trail or regular paper trails just hand-to-hand money and whoever pays him you know somebody not connected to you you know what i'm saying you pay somebody to pay that person to pay that person that don't know jesus you know it has to be such a long and tangled cord that it's going to take years to figure out who's who and what's what but at the end of the day you know bud you just need some people on your team that's going to talk some sense into you you're gonna need that guru that advisor that og that ain't just there for the ride you know what i'm saying i know you like to be out here just solo dolo no security and shit like that but it's getting to the point where you know there's a lot of jealous niggas out here and you're gonna have to have some security some folks on your squad to roll with you everywhere you go you got the money for it you know protect your life and your family's life you know and protect your reputation reputation you know what I'm saying? If you don't end up protecting your reputation, you're going to be out here like Kanye West talking crazy, got your hair blonde, and you just out of touch. You know what I'm saying? Just look at him. He's so isolated. He don't know what the fuck to do. He, Kanye West running around here looking like uh, looking like one of them villains from that uh, that that one movie. What's the, what's the niggas that had the, the blonde hair? I forgot that, uh, that uh, Richard Townsend movie. What was it? What, what the fuck was that? But you know what? Let me look it up. Just, just give me a goddamn second. Let's see here. What, what was he? Was it Astro Man or what movie was that? Let's see here. And them niggas had that gold hair and shit. Them blonde hair and shit. Let's see here. I'm something. Robert Townsend. I'm sorry. I said Richard Townsend. I'm, I'm tripping. Let's see here. What the fuck was that movie called? Goddamn. Meteor Man. Meteor Man. Yeah, that's that's what the fuck it is. I'm sorry for ranting and raving, but you know Kanye West out here looking like a meteor man villain and shit like that. So it has to, you know, uh, get to the point where you have a common sense guru, and and you know it it ain't it ain't that bad. You know it ain't that bad to pay somebody a couple thousand dollars a month or something like that to give you advice on how to handle situations and things like that because. What I don't want to see is a, a, a brother who's doing so much good for the community and just being a role model fall from grace over some dumb shit, you know, because some dusty niggas done uh, pulled you down. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you drop down to these dusty niggas level, you know, it's going to be a come up for them because they're going to sue you and get paid. 
and you know they gonna what they gonna do they gonna trick off that money on some rims and some uh and being you know out here in the supreme gear from head to toe and be broke in four three to four months and you're gonna be right back out here on some some dumbass dusty nigga shit and here you are with a black mark on your career you know what i'm saying so health over wealth you have to pay the cost to be the boss you know and if it gets too bad for you champ you know what i'm saying i know you want to stay in the city and things like that you know find one of them little nice little suburbs up there in north o you know what i'm saying there's there's some nice little areas over north that you still like 10 minutes away from the hood you know what i'm saying where excuse me where niggas dare not go so it's just something to keep in mind uh hopefully you hear this and uh you know i'm praying for you and i don't want to see you out here you know taking any more l's because you don't deserve it you work too damn hard and uh you know like this like i said before much love and respect to you and much love and respect to my listeners i'm sorry that the show was so damn long but uh you know we back on track i had a lot to talk about and i will see y'all next week i'm out one